everyone. Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. My name is Adil, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Anne. We are here to help you discover your version of success, one Calm Talk at a time. We also want to thank you for tuning in to another episode in 2023. You've continued to show us tremendous support, and we really, really appreciate that. If you haven't already, please hit the follow or subscribe button in whichever platform you're listening on. Now, we have a great topic today as we're getting started in this year. We want to make sure that we're all successful and and I have our goals and we want to make sure we are bringing you along in our journey as well. So we're going to be giving you six powerful mantras, which will help you become unstoppable in 2023. And you're excited about this one? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when you and I talk all the time, like we, we drop each other like anecdotes all the time. We, we often speak and I motivate each other, amp ourselves up, hype ourselves up for the year or whatever we're trying to do. I think that's really the motivation for today's topic so that other people can get on board with how we're thinking, how we're feeling, how we're approaching things as we're heading to the new year. And I think personal mantras are important for everyone. You all have your own phrases or sayings that you say at home or with your friends. And it's important to remind yourself of the things that are really important to you or the things that you really think, the things that really motivate you as you go into the new year and set your goals and set yourself up. So yeah, I'm really excited to get this one started. And, you know, talking about this, right, I know one of your personal mantras i think it's probably one of the best ones to start with so i'll let you take the lead and tell us your first personal mantra yeah this is something that i've learned from a very young age Uh, it's something that my father actually said to me and he always used to say to me ever since i was a kid like a teenager maybe even younger that life is not a sprint it's a war and (laughs) when i heard that when i was young didn't quite understand it back then but my father kind of broke it down for me about how you're constantly running chasing one task or the other but it's a long one this life and you're going to have battles every day you're going to win some you're going to lose some and along the way you just want to make yourself a formidable force you have to make yourself stronger physically for the war that you'll fight in this world to protect and provide for the people that are around you you also have to be smart and strategic because that's the only way to win a war i love that man i think um you know when we're talking about being unstoppable and you use the, the imagery of like going into war. I think that's really like, really hits home that if you want to win a war, you have to be prepared to fight. So I love that imagery when we say that. And, you know, I agree with your, with your father, what he's told you, because life is hard. We all have our challenges. We all are going through something individual at this point in time. I'm sure people listening are going through many of their own challenges. And it's definitely important to be mentally strong and stable physically if you want to just get by in your day-to-day life you have to be physically capable majority of the time emotionally emotionally available emotionally present emotionally resilient yeah these things we've covered obviously in so many topics right now but without doubt having the pragmatism to understand that life is a war in many instances and something you have to be prepared to fight for i think is it's really strong to help forming this unstoppable mindset as we go into the new year You got to start kind of finding ways to kind of motivate yourself. You know, we all have like this conversation that's happening in our mind. So we constantly want to have positive affirmations or or something that just motivates you on a daily basis. That kind of dives into the second mantra, actually, where it's also something that my father said to me. And, you know, this was when I was young. I'll kind of just tell you the backstory. When I was in Pakistan, I actually came home one night from a party with one of my closest friends and we were like blacked out yeah so we knocked out after and my friend was hungry so he'd ordered some mcdonald's 
And after he had ordered some food, he actually passed out. So the delivery guy came home to my place and then he rung my phone on my friend's phone, actually. And my friend was passed out. Yeah. So then they eventually rung the bell. It's like 2 a.m. or some shit. And eventually my father woke up, went outside, got the food. He's like, who the hell is ordering food at 2 a.m.? Comes to my room because, of course, he knows it's going to be me. Sees my friend passed out on the bed and I'm passed out in the bathroom because I had just puked and just knocked out in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so much to come to. I'm glad you've come a long way from I've, there. I've come a very long way. It's, <laughs> nobody could have guessed that this is where I would be today. <laughs> And I thought I was going to get my ass beat that day, honestly, because you can't even drink in Pakistan, right? So I thought that that was it. And the next day, I actually woke up and I was dreading like going and seeing my father because I thought, you know, once my friend leaves, he's going to just really teach me a lesson. And he sat me down. He was actually the calmest person in the room. And he just sat me down and he just said, you know what, Adil, I get it. You're young. You want to enjoy and indulge in life. But he said to me that you have to earn your indulgences after you become someone of value. And that was something that stuck with me since that day. Because what he was really trying to tell me was just to control my own vices. That's beautifully said, to be honest. And delivering in a calm way is actually quite poignant for obviously this, this podcast, but also for the message that he's trying to deliver or he was trying to deliver. Clearly, he was showing you that being present is actually important. He's very aware of what happened. You got blackout, whatever. You got blackout drunk. And the message here is quite, quite obvious. Do that once you've earned it, like you just said. I think that's actually really important. We spoke about this quite a few times too with, with regards to delayed gratification and making sure that you are someone that doesn't live just for the now. You understand that sometimes that gratification comes later. You have to pause on what you really want to do, what you feel like doing. Because you have a task to achieve, you have a goal to achieve, and that is more important than the feeling that, 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 that some indulgence may give you in the moment. I know we've covered that many times, and I think that's effectively what your dad was saying too, right? Delay that gratification, delay that getting blackout drunk, delay that experience, because life is a war, like he said per- first, and also that you have to actually demonstrate your value to, to the world, to your family, to people you care about before you go ahead and go and enjoy that life. I think that's beautifully said as well. It's true, man. I mean, and you go through days where it's tough. You know, you're not motivated. You're not disciplined. There's so many distractions today. We've spoken about that at length. But you just got to grind out results, honestly. You just have to kind of go through each day, each battle that you have, and keep your head down or head up, whatever is required of you, and just get to the other side. You know, you know, talking about this topic, actually, it kind of reminds me of something with my own experiences, if you, if you would indulge me yeah, yeah. for a second, go right? On. Yeah, so, you know, talking about you know, earning your indulgences, right? Earning that ability to have fun, delaying that gratification. You know, when I think about something that I've had to do, I think we spoke about this on another podcast. I know you know that I work in finance, maybe for the listeners that they didn't know that, but just clarifying. And part of that, part of my work experience, I studied for something, right, called this CFA. I'm sure you, you've heard me talk about this before. It's known to be pretty tough, right? That's like one of the toughest exams, right? Yeah, it's like known to be basically like the toughest exam within this world that I work in, or one of them at least, right? Definitely to qualify and get all the qualifying, get all do all the levels, etc. Right? And this is by no means like showboating. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sort of saying it, right? <laughs> no, but I've heard it, right? Like I've heard that how tough it is, right? But the point here, right, is that yeah, it was really, really tough. 
when I was studying for it, right, I, I effectively was trying to become someone of value for a very specific reason. I understood that if I was qualified, I would be able to get promoted, get a bit more money. And effectively, the reason for that was because I wanted to help my mother pay her bills. All right, I know you know this, but I'm just putting it out there for anyone that doesn't, hadn't heard the story before. And I realized I can't really go out and enjoy my time like everyone else is at this moment in time. I'm young. I'm 21. I was 22 at the time. You know, people are starting to earn some money. They've just entered the workforce. You know, people are going out socializing, spending their hard-earned money. But I weren't doing that. I was not doing that. Instead, I was going home every night to actually study. But when I say going home, it wasn't like a five-minute walk either. I know you know this, but effectively, I lived like an hour and a half, let's say, away from my, where I was working. So I would actually leave in the morning at 7.30, get in there for nine, finish work at, let's say, six, seven, come home. Let's just say I got home at like 8.30, have dinner. Then I would start working for my exam at about 9.30. Then I would study for, let's say, two, two hours, then go to bed at like midnight and do the same thing again. And to 7.30 the next day, get up, well, get up at 7 next day, leave 6.37, and then go again. And I did this for months and months straight because you can't pass this exam in a week. You've got to study this for, for like months before. Unless you're a genius, which I don't think I am. <laughs> right? So, so you've, got, you've got to prepare for this couple months in advance. The point here is that I understood that I need to delay anything I want to do, delay any gratification, and basically have to earn the indulgence later on in life. And when I did that, and it was hard, because like I said, everyone else is having fun and doing whatever. And also these exams are in the summer, by the way. And that ain't cool. You really want to enjoy your summer, especially when you live <laughs> in England, right? Because we don't get a lot of sun. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you soak up all the sun you can get. But no, I didn't do that. And this exam took me years to complete, right? Because there's more than one level. So I did this process for years. Most people don't pass this exam because it's too taxing on your lifestyle. But I understood if I did pass it, I'll be able to get more money and I'll be able to help my mother. In other words, I was able to delay that indulgence, earn that position, become someone a bit more of value so that I could help my, my mother, help my family. And in doing that, part of it is obviously delaying that gratification. I knew it would come later. And the gratification did come when you know, I helped. I was able to do the things I set out to do for my family. I think that's the point that you're making and that, that I'm making now. It's all about understanding that you have to earn your indulgences by becoming someone of value first. I think embedded in that is the third mantra as well, which is about questioning the status quo and just you having the ability to think for yourself. Instead of you indulging in all the vices or activities that everyone around you was indulging in, you were able to think for yourself and kind of break through that status quo. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I think about it, like I've, I'm kind of blessed to have people in my life that had always questioned the status quo anyways, which is something that's actually quite fortunate. And maybe I didn't realize that at the time growing up, but I definitely do now. Having the ability to understand that you don't need to fit a certain criteria, a certain box is actually really powerful. And it is embedded within what, you know, my story, for example, because I understood that if I just do what the status quo is doing, I'm going to end up like the status quo. And I don't want to be like that. It's true, yeah. All right. And I don't want to do that. So I had to take the steps to be different, to not indulge in the status quo, same as you. So I think it's, um, 
ARIS embedded. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you carved your own path, right? Instead of following the path which everyone else is going in, you're going to end up where they end up. But you have a completely different destination. So you're trying to go your own way. Yes and no, right? I mean, ultimately, there are people that were doing the things that I was doing. That's true. There are people obviously taking the exam, right? There's other thousands of people in this hall, right? When I was taking this exam. The point is more that I'm able to put in the hard craft that most people are not able to do. And I think that really comes to fruition when you get to the third and final level of this exam, because most people have dropped out after the first level. I think it's a crazy percent, 50% plus of people that actually drop out after the first level because it's just too taxing on your lifestyle. So yes, there are other people carving a similar path, but are they doing it for the same reasons? That's different. My reason is ultimately for, for my family, for the people I care for. Dude, I genuinely think that once you have the ability to be confident and comfortable in your own path and your own way of thinking, that is a superpower. Because then you can actually make decisions which are aligned with your values. And of course, if you find people who are also sharing that ethos, it helps, certainly. But I just think that it's so critical, especially in today's day and age where we hear so many opinions today, right? Like when we put on the news now, like people are getting their news from like talk shows, essentially. So you're going to get all these opinions. And I think everyone's brainwashed. And I'll admit, I feel brainwashed as well. I try to be conscious of it and try to choose who I'm listening to because I know that's going to brainwash me to an extent. I, mean, I think most people get their news from Instagram these days. <laughs> right. Yeah. And TikTok. Well, the young ones at TikTok, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, these things are not even verified. It's just people's opinions, like you're saying. I think that's probably a topic for another day, but I do agree with you. You know, if you're listening or digesting news or even any information in general that doesn't resonate with you, you inherently start following the status quo and becoming the status quo. That's why it's important to switch off from noise and focus on your own journey, on your own path. And the one that ultimately aligns with your values, right? I know we've mentioned this many times before, but, you know, with regards to, say, with my anecdote that I just mentioned, the value really is about providing for my family and being there for them. That's why I was on that journey. And so it's really important to avoid the status quo and make sure you stick to what you need to do what you want to do, which align to your own values and your own goals. You know, a lot of times when you are carving your path, whether it's something that you're following from another person or you're creating your own path, you will find yourself actually maybe lacking some confidence, being a bit shy, maybe not being so sure of yourself. And at that point is really when you want to have these mantras which kind of power you on. And the next one is really, really powerful because one of the mantras that I know you and I kind of have spoken about is as you question the status quo and try to propel yourself to the next stage of your life, just don't be afraid to walk in shoes which may not even fit you yet. You'll grow into them. It takes time. But have the confidence within yourself and just push on, push forward, because that's the only way that you're going to make progress in your own life. Yeah, agreed. I mean, ultimately, you would rather walk a mile in your own shoes than run a marathon than someone else's. So it's important for you to, you know, be confident when you're walking that path. And I know that actually that you talk about being behind your own steering wheel quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I think that a lot of times we just find ourselves being passengers in our own life. And what I encourage everyone in my life, and I also hold myself accountable to this, is 
is just to take control of the steering wheel so you can actually dictate where you're going to end up. Once you're just kind of sitting back and just waiting for things to happen, nothing happens. And you just have to take risk and take control. You know, part of when you say, don't be afraid to walk in the shoes that don't fit you yet, it's because you're confident to get behind your own steering wheel and drive your life in the direction you want it to go in. And when I think about driving your own car your own, towards your own destination, I think it is also important to ensure you have the right people along with you on that journey. And I think what's really important is to understand or to have the ability to listen and learn from the people around you. I think that's what forms our fifth mantra, which is to talk when you want to teach, but listen when you want to learn. It's a lesson that I personally learned quite late on, because as anyone who knows me knows that I can talk endlessly. We would never know. <laughs> a funny guy, yeah? <laughs> Man got bars and comedy today, yeah? <laughs> but it's true. At least I'm self-aware. At least, yeah? Look, I have a tendency to ramble on. I have a tendency to talk endlessly. And it was over time where I realized as I matured that actually when I talk, I teach others what I know. But when I sit back and listen, I can learn what they know. And that's what really allowed me to kind of move on and just even make more kind of strides in my own life. I think what's really important, right, is when you listen, you can't talk at the same time. And that's when you have your mouth closed and your ears open, you're able to actually absorb new information. Well, what's that saying that, you know, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so true, right? Because, you know, you have two ears because you need to listen more than you talk. It's so true, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, when I'm, I'm at the gym, right, and I've hired personal trainers at a few points of my life just to kind of learn from them. When I'm at the gym with them and they're telling me to do the exercises, they're kind of correcting my form. Dude, I'm fu in full-on student mode. I'm just listening. Like even something like me who just, just talks and talks at the gym, when I, have, when I have a professional and expert with me, I just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I've seen you like that in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. You're a very competent listener and learner. Dude, another thing kind of ties into this is just ask questions. Like honestly, that's something that I've incorporated a lot when I'm with someone who just knows more than me. And frankly, I personally think I can learn something from everyone. The lessons we differ, I may also learn what to avoid, right, from different people, but just asking right questions, man, and good questions. I think it goes a long way. I think that's also part of the, the previous mantra that we said, which is to not be afraid to put the shoes you fit in, right? It's about having the confidence to ask them questions. So all these things are quite related, but in reality, they need to be harmonious so that, you, so that it forms a mentality which makes you unstoppable in 2023. You know, speaking of harmony, that kind of dives into the sixth mantra that we have. And this one is something that I learned when I was quite young, when I think it must have been as, as early as when I was in sixth grade. And I was a pretty wild kid, I would say. Not too wild, actually, but I was volatile. I think that's a better way to say it. And I mean, I gave the story about me blacking out as in. Parts. You know, I don't, I don't have stories like that. <laughs> kind of like that. You know, we, we've had different journeys yeah. to come. Yeah. So when I was young, I was pretty vengeful. Like if someone did me wrong, like I would want to get back at them. I would want to teach them a lesson, etc. If somebody said something to me or did something to me, which I didn't like, rub me the wrong way, just want to get back at them. And my closest friend at that time, you know, he was kind of very much the opposite of my ethos. And he said something to me, which always stuck with me to this day. 
because we were having an argument and I said to him, man, like, you got to fight fire with fire. He said to me, don't fight fire with fire, fight fire with water. That's the only way the fire goes out. And even at that age, I was like, God damn, like that, that's deep, right? It's a mantra that I've included in my life. In that mantra, I think is hidden the fact that if you try to even the score with another person, you're actually losing your own cool, your own calm. You're actually not in control of what you're doing. And by actually fighting it with water, you're actually trying to resolve the problem, not escalate it further or just kind of fight back at the person. So it's more about kind of finding the peace and calmness in there. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think being able to fight with water is actually a reflection of yourself. Are you at peace with yourself? Are you happy with yourself? Are you content with who you are, how you behave, what you believe, what your values are, etc.? And I know we've discussed this many, many times, but I think inherent within the ability to fight with water is the understanding of who you are as a person and how accepting you are and how much you, you know, truly value yourself and accept yourself and ultimately love yourself. This episode today is about becoming powerful and unstoppable. And I think it's important to realize that it shouldn't come at the cost of someone else. It doesn't mean you have to run through people. It doesn't mean you have to wrong another person. Fact is that as you're trying to elevate yourself, someone might scam you, might con you, and that could happen. That's a part of life. But you know, something that I always say is that you can't control what others do. You can't control if someone wrongs you. All you can control is that you do the right thing. Yeah, agreed. I think um, we've covered this before, but I always say as well, I know it's a very common thing to say, but you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to what happens to you. And I think if you're able to react or fight that fire with water, it really demonstrates your ability to understand what is in and outside of your control. And when things are outside your control, they're not things that you should be fine with fire. They're things that you should be calm and peaceful for. There's actually one thing that I read in that book by Stephen Covey. It might be pronounced Covey, C-O-V-E-Y. Maybe it's the accent. I'm going to call it Covey. It's a book that's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh yeah, I've heard of that book, yeah. And one thing he talks about is your circle of concern and your circle of influence. I'll quickly, quickly describe it, right? So there's two circles, one with inside the other one. The smaller circle is called your circle of influence and the wider circle is called your circle of concern. Effectively, your circle of influence are the things that are worth worrying over because they're things you can actually have some control over. And then outside of that circle is your circle of concern. But they're not things you have any influence over. They just concern you. But they're not things that you should really worry about because you can't do anything about them. They're concerning to you, but you don't have any ability to influence them. And the point I'm trying to make here is that when you are able to fight fire with water, you're actually able to understand what is inside your circle of influence versus your circle of concern. So it's quite a helpful way for me anyways, when I think about issues that I'm confronted with, is it something that I should be fighting with fire? Or in most cases, is this something I should be fighting with water? They are the things that I have influence over. All right, let's recap then. In your journey of becoming unstoppable in 2023, you want to make sure you have some mantras which resonate with you and propel you forward. The first mantra that we shared is that life is not a sprint, it's a war. And what you must remember is that as you go through this war of life, 
that you must be strong physically, mentally, emotionally to withstand all the battles that you'll have on a daily basis. As you go through that, the second mantra, which you must remember, is that you have to earn your indulgences after you become someone of value. There will be plenty of vices and distractions that you'll have to overcome and resist so that you can be a person of value. As you go through that, third mantra, which you must remember, is to always question the status quo because the ability for you to think independently and originally is a superpower which will help you stay disciplined on your path. And as you walk through this path, you may not always fit the shoes that you're trying to put on. Don't be afraid of that. You'll grow into those shoes. No one is born with that inherent skill or those traits. You have to earn it. You have to work towards becoming that person with competence. The fifth mantra that you want to repeat to yourself is going to be a silent one because learn to listen more. Remember that when you're talking, you will teach other people. But when you listen, that's when you'll actually learn. And as you become unstoppable in this year, you must do it in a peaceful and calm manner. And remember that you can fight fire with fire, but that just ignites it further. Fight fire with water as the only way for you to achieve peace and be unstoppable in 2023. So our request for our listeners is for this week to think about their own personal mantras. If you can think of up to five that you live by, that you want to continue living by in 2023 and make sure that they are aligned to helping you become an unstoppable version of yourself throughout this year. Also, I'd ask for you to comment on our posts, on our social media, on our Instagram, and let us know where you're at on your journey. Let us know what your mantras are. Share it with us so that we can help you on your journey, so we can be there with you, so we can push you to be the unstoppable version of yourself throughout this year. And above all else, don't forget to stay calm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm. Thank you.